Hey y'all, welcome back as we continue our journey through the book of Amos, our friendly farmer prophet. And we had just received a word for God's people to repent and turn back to him and the coming judgment that was coming if they refused to repent, if they refused to submit their lives, if they refused to turn away from sin and evil and false idols and false gods and, and trust in God. And we continue with that in chapter six, verse one. What sorrow awaits you who lounge in luxury in Jerusalem and you who feel secure in Samaria. You are famous and popular in Israel and people go to you for help. But go over to Kalne and see what happens there. Then go to the great city of Hamath and down to the Philistine city of Gath. You are no better than they are, and look at how they were destroyed. You push away every thought of coming disaster, but your actions only bring the day of judgment closer. How terrible for you who sprawl on ivory beds and lounge on your couches, eating the meat of tender lambs from the flock, and the choice calves fattened in the stall. You sing trivial songs to the sound of the harp and fancy yourselves to be great musicians like David. You drink wine by the bowlful and perfume yourselves with fragrant lotions. You care nothing about the ruin of your nation. Therefore, you will be first to be led away as captives. Suddenly, all your parties will end. So he cries out to the reality of the situation. And this is addressed to both Israel and Judah, who call themselves the, the frontmost nation. They were sitting and basking in this false confidence that because they were chosen God's people, they would be fine. They don't have to worry about anything. And God called to them again and again and again to repent and turn from their sin, turn from their evil, turn from their apathy, turn from their, their wickedness that they're oppressing on other people. And he decided that it was time to bring judgment. Enough is enough. They were, like we've talked about many times before, they were even going so far as to murder the innocent and sacrifice their own children to these false gods that were nothing but statues. And God looks at the heart. He knows the heart of the kingdoms, both Israel and Judah. And he knows that their hearts are far from God. They're not true. They're not sincere. They're not chasing after God with all their guts. They're doing the opposite. They're opposing God. They're running from God to sin instead. They're complacent. They're indulging in luxuries and they're being gluttonous and they're motivated by pride and they're trusting in false allies and false idols and false gods instead of the one and only true living God. And they think they need nothing. They think they're fine. And honestly, when we get more and more comfortable in life, it's more and more terrifying because we think we don't need God. And that is so far from the truth. We need God. Nothing in this life matters. Materialism doesn't matter. Our fancy couches or fancy houses, they don't matter. If God said to sell everything and live in a tent, I would because he's God. And I will do whatever God asks because he is God. And I trust him and I love him beyond all else. And when the Lord sees people becoming complacent and self-satisfied and self-satisfied and self-indulgent and selfish, it sends, he, he will often send trials and tribulations and hard things to have to endure, to wake them up, to call them back to God, to, to bring them back to their knees before the mighty and, and sovereign Lord. And even though things like famine and sickness were coming, they weren't acknowledging God. 
they were indifferent. They were like not caring at all. And that was bringing the actual big day of judgment that much closer. They were living for pleasure and not God's glory. And there's nothing wrong with enjoying the blessings that God gives us as long as those blessings are not becoming the most important thing of our heart and God is first. And we're using those blessings to glorify him. We're sharing with the people around us. We're giving to the needy. We're giving to the poor. We're sharing anything extra we have with the people that need it around us. And David designed beautiful musical instruments and he used them to praise God. He used them to worship God. In the sin in the day that Amos is speaking to, these luxuries were distracting people from problems in the nation and from God himself. They were taking the place of God in their lives and the total collapse of the nation was at hand if they refused to repent and turn back to God. And oftentimes when a nation gets pleasure mad like all we cared about is our pleasures and comforts and materialism that's a sign that judgment is coming that judgment is near that the end is near and the 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 fact that become people become loving their their pleasures and their desires more than god it it means the end is coming sooner and judgment is coming and he calls to us to repent he calls for us to cry out to god he calls calls for us to get on our knees and worship the one true living god the lord of our lives and we need to be burdened by the sins of the nations. We need to have hearts that are broken for the things that break God's heart. And people sinning and turning against God in rebellion should break our hearts. Like Jeremiah, it should bring us to tears. And they're they're closing their eyes to the reality of God and who he is. And they're placing their false hope in false confidence in fake theology that they're fine just because they live in Jerusalem. Where we where we live doesn't determine our our faith or our hearts. Our hearts determine our hearts and God knows our hearts and he knows what our hearts chase after. And we we get accustomed to being okay with sin and, and tiptoeing around temptation like it's not a big deal and falling into sin and saying, oh, well, but it's not, oh, well, sin is sin and we need to run from sin. We need to repent from sin. We need to be on our knees being cleansed and and refreshed by God every single day. And we need to lay pride down and pick up humility, lay ourselves down. It has nothing to do with ourselves. This is God's life through me. This is his rule through me. And it's all about God and not about me at all. And that's how we're supposed to live each second of every day. And people who live without God and desire personal pleasure instead are going to hear God say, you fool, I was crying out to you the whole time, but you rejected me. And when we reject God's warning and we reject God's cry for us to turn to him, we will face judgment. We will face judgment for our sins. And the consequence of sin is death. And with that, we'll move into verse 8. The sovereign Lord has sworn by his own name, and this is what he, the Lord God of heaven's army, says, I despise the arrogance of Israel, and I hate their fortresses. I will give this city and everything in it to their enemies. If there are ten men left in one house, they will all die. And when a relative who is responsible to dispose of the dead goes into the house to carry out the bodies, he will ask the last survivor, Is anyone else with you? And when the person begins to swear, No, by he will interrupt and say, stop, don't even mention the name of the Lord. 
When the Lord gives the command, homes both great and small will be smashed to pieces. Can horses gallop over boulders? Can oxen be used to plow them? But that's how foolish you are when you turn justice into poison and the sweet fruit of righteousness into bitterness. You brag about your conquest of Lodabar. You boast, didn't we take Carnaim by our own strength? O people of Israel, I am about to bring an enemy nation against you, says the Lord God of heaven's armies. They will oppress you throughout the land, from Lebohamoth in the north to the Areba Valley in the south. So he says, judgment is coming, and Assyria did come and take over the northern tribes and completely demolished them in 722 BC. And pride always comes before destruction, and they were prideful. They think they thought that they could do nothing that that wrong, that they 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 were great and mighty, and that nothing could bring them down. But Assyria brought them down by the command of God, and the Babylonians would bring down Judah, and. Amos was a farmer, and Lodabar means nothing. He brought them down. He, he he God raised up a humble farmer to bring them this great warning that if you don't turn to God, if you don't repent, you will be reduced to nothing. And they boasted about their victories, that they conquered all these nations because of their own strength, and they had this false confidence. And it would ultimately lead to their destruction, their disgrace, and their defeat. And if they claim victory for themselves— they're asking for future defeat. They're not giving God any glory. Humble dependence on God is the only guarantee of his help and, and blessing. When we depend wholly on him for every single ounce of our day, every single thing in life, we depend on God. In when these words were coming forth from Amos, Assyria was actually a really weak nation, but that was going to change because of God and God was bringing judgment. If they would have repented, they wouldn't have changed and they wouldn't have had to face this judgment, this destruction, but they refused. So judgment fell and they, and Assyria ended up becoming a threatening world empire in God aligned them to take down Israel and bring them to their knees before God. And out of that, he pulled a faithful remnant who were faithful to God and stood firm in faith in the Lord and chased after God with all their guts. And that remnant is still out there. And God is returning to gather his remnant. And if we choose Jesus as our Lord and Savior, if we make him Lord over our life, give him our yeses, humble ourselves and make our lives revolve around God and his name and his glory through everything we do in life, we are grafted into that nation. We are grafted into God's kingdom for all eternity. And then he he will give his judgments and in, in visions coming forth as we move ahead. And we're going to see that as we continue through this book of Amos. Thanks, Yala. Hope you're having a most wonderful day.